Okay, so I think the, the most important thing that we should address first is that we made it through the Monday of the year. Which Monday of the year? January. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like the longest month ever. I don't know why. Just probably because it's so cold and stuff, but yeah, January always feels like it's two months long. Yeah, I saw a post one time that was like all the months. I think you might have sent it to me a long time ago, actually. And it was like written out like january february march april may june july and it like makes it like really fast but january was spelled like out really long yeah <laughs> that's really what it feels like i think it was 2018 and uh someone had posted it's hard to believe that this this same month that we're living in there was a winter olympics I think Whoa. it would have been, tw- or maybe 20. I want to say that was 2020. Well, no, it's 2021 because they delayed the Olympics. But it was winter ones. I can't remember when that would have been then. The oh, ma- yeah. My math is off, but whenever that would have been, 2018, I think it was. And it's so, it, it, it's something that people were like, oh my God, that's actually true. That happened yeah. in January. When like all the other things happened too. And you're but like, I felt like a year ago. Yeah, that felt like, I mean, more than a year ago. Gosh, it's weird how that happened. Yeah. So we did it. Congrats to you all. We get rewarded now with a short, short month. And then we get to March. And March is good because it's still kind of cold, but symbolically it means that we're getting closer to spring. Yeah. I think we, we found out, I can't remember. We looked it up the other day, the first day of spring. I want to say it was like March 20th. Yeah. So we're less than two months away now. Boom. Thank God. <laughs> we're getting there, people. We're getting there. Also, we have to do a quick recommendation of a Netflix show that we've fallen down the rabbit hole in. Okay. Yeah. We, we're on season two now, so just don't send any spoilers our way if you're listening to this. It's called The Circle. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Got a recommendation from a coworker, and I'm not a huge reality TV show person. And we both were saying when when you watch it, if you decide to give this a chance, it's on Netflix, Netflix original. Just power through the first episode or two, because the whole premise is there's eight people, they're in this house, and they're it's a game show, and so they're competing against each other to win at the end and it's essentially a popularity contest so um they're trying to create alliances and they're trying to kind of play into people's um minds to stay at the top but the catch is they never see each other and they can never talk to each other so um it's all through social media and this platform is called the circle and they have to um create a profile. Some people are truthful in their profile. Other people are catfishing purposefully to kind of manipulate and game the system. And each week, typically what they'll do is uh, they'll eliminate someone. And then what they keep doing is they just keep replenishing them. And so someone leaves, someone takes their place and it just keeps going and going and they'll have games throughout and things like that. But it is pretty mind-blowing and really addictive to watch yeah it was really good and I think the first episode we were really struggling and like thinking like okay we're not gonna like this but you have to just give it a chance like 
it, it's a little dry at first and you're kind of just like, do I really want to watch this? But just like, give it a solid two episodes and you'll be hooked. And, and, and like, in addition to being kind of like slow at first and dry, the personalities, they just seem horrible as people at first. They, yeah. they seem very like douchey and just hard to. Yeah. And maybe that's like them with a front because they're kind of nervous to like be on TV or something. I don't know. But every single person, we were just like, oh, they're awful. Yeah. Oh, they're worse. Oh, they're even worse. Yeah. But then we ended up loving all of like the, especially like the main characters or like the people that were introduced first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You kind of like grow to really like them. It's good. So if you're looking for a new show, each episode is between like 45 minutes and an hour but they go by pretty quickly. And of course, like everything else on Netflix, it ends on a cliffhanger and you oh, have yes. to watch at least the next five minutes of the, the following episode. So yeah, we'll always do that. We'll be like, oh, okay, we'll just watch a little bit of this next one <laughs> before it's, we turn it off. It's good. And then so, we'll end up watching the whole episode and then we'll watch the next one. Too. Mm-hmm. And then it never ends. <laughs> so it's really good. But that's not the reason why we're here today. The reason why we're here is because I have a question for you. Okay. Are you happy? I'm happy. Yeah. Some days are happier than others, but I would say, yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think in this moment, I'm happy. Um, But it's something that's more elusive than I was taught. Yeah. It's not like, I feel like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, there's like all these emotions and there's like happy, or you can be sad or you can be like upset or you know Mm -hmm. but it seems like I don't know it seems like it's never isolated like there's always a lot of emotions going on at the same time yeah yeah it's it's always wrapped up in something else as well usually and I feel like you're taught and we we did a whole episode on this too but I feel like happiness when you're a kid is kind of spelled out as this destination that you will reach one day yeah. And it's like a location. And once you've arrived at that location, you pretty much will just remain there. Yeah. It's like a goal. Like, oh, if you do, if you go to college, you get a job, mm-hmm. then you'll be happy. <laughs> like, I feel like that was kind of the narrative when we were yeah. in school. It's very um, cause and effect. Like, yeah. Um, so then because of that, you will deviate or like kind of um, fall out of that every once in a while and you feel like you shouldn't feel that way I feel like yeah because of the narrative that we're taught yeah and I feel like also a lot of what we were taught was that it's not necessarily okay to feel sad like you're kind of like oh it's okay just brush it off you know Mm -hmm. like like you don't have it that bad or like oh it's it's not a big deal just you know or my personal favorite is when you get compared to other people. Well, at least you're not on the blank. <laughs> yeah. That's always fun. But sometimes it, I mean, it is good to feel the full range of emotions. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, even in like a really sad moment, like you're probably sad because you really care about something, you know, mm-hmm. or like, and then when you're really happy, it really puts it in perspective. Um, like when you have, like when you feel happiness, it's probably because you felt sadness. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't really feel that happy. It's that yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. 
And just, when you were talking earlier about how they're intertwined, um, it made me think of that TikTok that we saw the other day where I was talking about stress. And it was just uh, a TikTok account where they just basically have journal prompts. And the journal prompt for that day was, when is the last time that you were completely free of stress? Oh, yeah, and that's right. I saw it and kind of internalized it for a minute. And then I showed you and we were both were like, I don't know the last time that actually yeah. has happened. Because I was saying, like, even when I was a kid, I was stressed about some stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember this is, I didn't even say this when you asked me that, but I remember this one specific day when I was like, I'm going to say I was in like fourth grade. And I like, I remember walking outside and it was like a really, really, really nice day. And like, I just remember walking outside and being like, wow, like I feel amazing right now. And like nothing hurts on my body and like everything's going pretty good. And I remember just like in that moment being like, right now I like feel amazing. (laughs) And like, maybe that was the last time I didn't feel stressed. I don't know. (laughs) Too bad you can't bottle that up. I know. At least I appreciated it in the moment enough to remember that. Yeah. That's, that's not always easy to do. Usually it's after the fact. So with that, um, I saw an article on the Huffington post and it's talking about the state of happiness And again, not seeing it as a destination, but as an emotion that is just one emotion and the whole ebbs and flows and the roller coaster of life. But that state that you try to get to is not always easy. And there are plenty of times where you're not going to feel it. And furthermore, there are things that you're doing right now that are basically setting up obstacles in your chase to get to happiness. So one thing that we've done in 2022 with the new year's resolution is to meditate. And my goal was to do it as many times per week as possible. And so far to this point, as, as of recording February 2nd, we've done it every single day. So we've done it for, this will be our 20, or this will be our 33rd day, I think, 34th day. And one of the first meditations that we did, there was this visualization and this analogy that really stuck with me. And they said that a lot of times we try to, you know, avoid negative thoughts or we feel them coming on. And we feel like we can't avoid them. And the analogy that was given is imagine that your, your mind is a blue sky and these thoughts are basically clouds. So if you're laying on the grass, looking up at the sky, the clouds move by some faster than others, but at some point they're going to pass you. And that's what your thoughts are too. So while you may not be in control of your thoughts, you can be in control of remembering that they aren't in control of you and you can watch them kind of move throughout. So with all this being said, there's a Huffington post article and the article is 14 toxic thoughts to let go of if you want to be happier. So I'm a list person. 
I love these things. And I think we should just kind of run through these. And I'm curious of your thoughts as we go through these. So these again are the 14 toxic thoughts to let go of if you want to be happier. So number one, classic one, I'll do it later. I think I'm the king of this. Same. And I feel like I get so down on myself if I do that. Like I don't feel like, I don't know, that I did my best that day. And it could be something as simple as like putting the laundry in the, in the laundry machine in the washing machine or like, you know, it takes literally like a minute to do it, but it's just like one of those things where you're like, eh, I don't want to do it. Um, but gosh, like do, getting it done and just like, I don't know, it makes you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Working with students a lot. I see this a lot when it comes to assignments and papers and those sorts of things. And it's something I tell them that never leaves. Even when you leave school, um, there's always going to be those things, especially as you get older, man, so many boring things that you just don't want to do, but you have to do. Yeah. And you realize, oh, if I don't like when our dog throws up, I think, well, if we don't clean it up, it's just going to literally sit there. So I guess we got to clean it up. Yeah. Unless we hire like a maid or something. Exactly. (laughs) Or we could just figure out how to train him to clean it up. That would be nice. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's just an easy thing. And whether it be making checklists or prioritizing things or rewarding yourself as you accomplish some of those small things, get that momentum going in a positive way. Number two, (laughs) any type of catastrophic thinking this article was written for me and about me. And about me as well. <laughs> Why do we think of the worst case scenario with everything? Why is that? I don't know. Like, I feel like it's unnecessary because we get like so stressed out, but for no reason. I feel like part of it is if you're like a perfectionist or if you're a planner, if you have social anxiety, you're running through scenarios in your head of what you're going to talk about, what you're going to talk about when you run out of stuff to talk about, all those sorts of things. And so it's really, really easy um, to think of negative stuff. I think this is where a lot of, um, you know, becoming stagnant takes place because whether it be, you know, career advancement or career change or um, doing a project in the house or that's true, whatever it may be. You like never start it because you're like, well, what if this mm-hmm. happens or this happens or this happens? Any of those things. Yeah. yeah. And you start to drag your feet and then you do it for so long. It just gets worse and worse. So that's another one. And a third one is I'm inadequate. So people thinking that they, you know, just don't have the ability to do it. That one's pretty self-explanatory. I feel like I'm not too bad at this one as I am with the first two that we've mentioned so far. Yeah. I feel like that one's definitely up my alley a little bit. All of them have been so far. <laughs> so that's telling me something. <laughs> Need to work on some of these. Take notes. <laughs> Number four, self-care is selfish. I think that this is something that a lot of boomers can relate to. And kids of boomers, AKA a lot of us listening to this, I think that this is a evolving topic, fortunately, 
And over time, we've learned the importance of mental health yeah, and how it's equally, if not more important than your physical health, because it's something that you've always said so well, is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I remember being in elementary school and stuff. I feel like that was never a topic. Like I, I never even heard of self-care until I was really like in college. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's still the case. I'm sure they probably introduce it a lot earlier now in school, just like the idea of it. Um, Cause I feel like it was just so focused on physical health, diet, and like getting good grades. <laughs> yeah. But nothing really about like you as a person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was probably pretty. It's got to be more so now. Oh, the, yeah. In the curriculum and stuff like that. I think so too. But I feel like a lot of people are raised to almost wear your, um, you know, stubbornness as like a badge of honor. Like, yeah. yeah, I've got this on my own. I'm not weak. I can do it. And you just end up running yourself into the ground and you reach a breaking point. And something I never, ever would have thought of when I first started working that I think about quite a bit now, and I still have not done it, but I, I think about it quite a bit and I plan to do it is, have you ever taken a mental health day? Not, um, not like, oh, like I'm sick or whatever. It's like, I mentally can't do this today. So I'm taking a day for myself. I think I have. But I don't know that I like admitted that it, that's what it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, probably back in like, it's probably a while ago, like maybe like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. But I would just, you know, I feel, I felt guilty saying it. So I, I feel like the easier thing to do is like, oh, I feel I'm sick, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just saying like, I need a mental health day. <laughs> like yeah. a, to me now, I feel like it sounds a lot more normal, but back then I would have felt like, if I said that they would be like, okay, you're being lazy or yeah. like, you're not showing up or you don't care. That's definitely um, what the stigma was. Yeah. Still How about is you? A degree. Have you had one? No. Yeah. I, have, I haven't. I've thought about doing it certain times of the year for work. Um, but it's weird that we don't think twice about physical health days, but with mental health days, it's like, well, I can rationalize why I can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Cause I feel like someone else were to tell like say I was like a boss of somebody and they were to say oh I need a mental health day I would be like oh my god yeah take a mental health day but like if I if myself like if I wanted a mental health day I don't know if I would like let myself do that right like it's kind of different like I'm I would feel guilty about it Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of goes with number five to a degree number five is their life is so much better than mine where I think that we um you know see ourselves differently than we perceive and judge others so I know like those are kind of different in a way but I kind of see them as the same where they're similar you know their life is better than mine obviously social media you Mm -hmm. see someone get a promotion you see someone get a house get a car Mm -hmm. go on a trip have kids don't have kids whatever yeah new pet no matter what it is Mm -hmm. and you're moving um and you whether or not you think about it too long you're taking these little tallies in your mind subconsciously and this growing effect of seeing constantly adds up for your mental health. And on the flip side of that, I think like if someone, like you said, is not 
doing well, you could be like, oh yeah, take a mental health day, yeah. but I don't deserve it. Right. Like, oh yeah, their, their circumstance must be a lot harder than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just like not taking yourself as seriously or just being harder on yourself than others. Got it. Yeah. Some, I feel like that's a thing. <laughs> some of these are just like, man, right in the feels. Number six, I'll be happy when. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, or that one I feel like is like career or like, oh, I'll be happy like when I finally graduate or when I'm finally out of this class mm-hmm. and then I won't be so stressed out. Mm-hmm. But then there's always another thing that's stressful. <laughs> and like, there's, and I don't know, it seems like it kind of keeps piling on more and more. So, I mean, that's kind of more stress. I'm like stress relief than like happiness versus not happiness, but I feel like it's kind of a similar idea. It is because you realize that life is this constant uphill journey and you think you've reached the summit or you're trying to reach this, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sneezing in the middle of this. You think that you're reaching the summit and then you get there and it's, it's a nice lookout you got a good vista, but mm-hmm. you're not even close to the top or you keep moving the goalposts. You think that this is your ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. How often do you hear about singers and musical artists and athletes? They, their entire lives, they're crafting and spending countless hours, Olympians mm-hmm. doing this one hyper-focused activity. And then they get to that point and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. That felt great for a day when I reached this perceived mountaintop. And then all of a sudden it wasn't what they thought. And they are still young or they still have other things to do or they still have anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. So I think that itself is one of the toughest challenges of not being necessarily results based. Mm-hmm. You can set goals, but being more focused on the journey of something mm-hmm. yeah and finding happiness in in the progress mm-hmm. and like the people you meet along the way when you're saying that it reminded me isn't wasn't there like an ed sheeran song that came out rec- or i think it came out recently about he really wanted to play on this certain stage mm-hmm. and then he finally did and he was like oh okay it's really <laughs> like- good if you want to listen to it it's called first times by ed sheeran that's exactly what it's about yeah yeah like he was like that was like the end all goal that he wanted to play in a certain venue that was like world renowned and then and then all of a sudden he did and then you're just done I guess like (laughs) or like no there's still you you have more goals or maybe it causes you to really have a crisis because you're like okay I thought that was gonna make me really happy or feel successful and I don't feel that way and now I don't know what to do Mm mm-hmm Yeah, that's a good song. That's a really good song. Number seven kind of goes with um, number four, where it's saying, I shouldn't feel this way. So no need to go too much more into that, but allowing yourself to feel as simple as that sounds, it's, it's not always done, right? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to feel things where you don't even you just want to like not feel anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah. I think it is important to feel them because I think they just kind of linger around if you don't allow yourself to fully like understand what you're feeling and accept it. Right. So we're halfway through. And these are the, again, 14 toxic thoughts that um, you need to get rid of if you're trying to get closer to happiness. I personally feel attacked so far to this point. I don't know about you. What if you do get rid of all these thoughts and then you're still not happy? Oh, no. (laughs) Then what? I don't know. Go back to step one. (laughs) Number eight, this kind of thing always happens to me. I think this is something that I've gotten better with, with age, where I've realized kind of the bigger picture of life and that, yeah, there are coincidences, but then there's stuff and it's kind of how you frame it in your mind where you might have an unlucky situation or a bad break where, um, this is a boring adult situation, but when I was in my second year of working, you had to submit uh, a physical documentation of like attending a doctor's appointment to get money off of your insurance for the year. And I'm not talking like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. I, like significant, right? I would have saved $600 over the year oh my gosh. just by going to the doctor and then proving that I went to the doctor and I went to the doctor, but I didn't prove that I went to the doctor and there was no way around it. It wasn't Oh, submit this a week later and we'll just like grandfather you in or whatever. It was just like, no, nah, yeah, no, you missed it. And you can, you can save $600 next year, but not this year. And it really freaking sucked. But then guess what? I learned to put that in my calendar and prioritize that in the next year, not do it. So I think that one is just kind of rolling with the punches. Yeah. I feel like it's also kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. Cause if you're like, oh, well, it's going to happen to me because it always happens to me. It's kind of like Eeyore. And I feel like if you have a mindset of like this bad thing is going to happen to me, I feel like it's more likely to happen. Like this is kind of a weird example, but I feel like if I'm, I, I have a lot of stage anxiety. Like I, I had, I studied music in college and a few times, you know, you have to get up on stage and like play a piece or do something. And I would like, get so worked up about it. And something as simple as like walking across the stage, I would get like, I would just overthink it where I'm like, okay, I'm going to fall on the stage or like something's going to happen. And I would just like think about it so much that I feel like I would be more likely to trip or something because you're just like so hyper-focused on like the thing that you don't want to happen. And you're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen that it will happen. Um, versus just kind of like tricking your brain and saying like, oh, I'll be fine. Like, you know, I'm and kind of focusing more on what you're going to do well, I feel like that really sets you up for success better. It really does because your brain is malleable and it's constantly able to be formed in new ways like Play-Doh. So if you are looking for the bad and stuff, you're probably going to find the bad and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Or the bad will find you. Yeah. (laughs) The bad will find you. Your brain's like, okay, bad, 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 bad. And it's playing a match game. And then you find something bad. It's like, ding, ding, ding. These lights go off. Yeah. And vice versa. The bad will find you. (laughs) Number nine, I wish I looked more like him or her. I personally um, don't 
experiences too much just because I'm so incredibly attractive. <laughs> um, you are. So uh, next, let's see. <laughs> I feel like I used to feel that way more. Well, I don't know. I feel like I don't really feel that way anymore. But this seems to me like what I would feel like sometimes in like high school and middle school, mm-hmm. like where you just hate your like how you look and like everything you like nitpick yourself so much and you're so concerned about like oh like what are they gonna think about me and just like making sure that like you're dressed like exactly how you want and stuff and if you're not then it's like kind of hard to get through the day and be confident Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like I don't do that now I feel like I just like look like a troll and I'll go to Kroger (laughs) but I was going to say though that like now that I've secured the bag and found the most beautiful lady I feel like okay check good to go and I guess I'm good now I don't I don't have to evolve anymore I'm like okay I have a husband he loves me no matter what yeah Yeah. now it's one of those things where now I can start accumulating years on the clothes that I've already owned for several years where I can tell my nieces (laughs) that I have shirts older than them because oh easily yeah I've, I've reached the final stage of evolution so no need to really I have try socks. anymore I have socks older than them yeah <laughs> number 10 is I should have so looking back of like oh, I should have done this or I should have said that or should've, I should have asked for this yeah <laughs> living in the past people that's pretty self-explanatory too where you're always going to replay stuff. Uh, I, I do this a lot with um, greetings and goodbyes, where that's probably my number one um, trigger with social anxiety is entering and exiting conversations. I overthink my entrance and exit so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll like replay like awkward handshakes or, you know, like where I like stumble on my words saying goodbye. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in my head I'm like trying to fall asleep and I'm thinking about that like stammering goodbye that I said three days prior yeah sometimes this is so weird but I, I feel like I haven't done it in a long time but sometimes when I have an awkward interaction like that and I'll like get in my car I'll like I'll like basically try to like do it again in the car like I'll like talk to myself and like redo it because I'm like man I like really screwed that up and it's like so it's such a bad feeling does it work? Not really. <laughs> I feel like then I hyperfixate on it even more. What's funny is usually the, the person doesn't even like realize it. I know. They don't care either. Yeah, I feel like, and also I feel like greetings to me can like make or break the whole conversation. Like if you're calling someone mm-hmm. on like a work call or something and it's just like an awkward intro, I feel like it just like the vibe is completely off for the it's, rest of the conversation. It's basically like when you see those videos of people on catwalk and they start to lose their balance in those heels. Yeah, and then <laughs> for the next like 50 feet, they're just stumbling. That's such a good analogy. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's me. So no pressure. Number 11 is I'm such an idiot and self-deprecation. I don't think specifically I say or feel that I'm an idiot, but I am very good at self-deprecating. And I definitely know that there's harm in that, um, you know, asking for promotions or, you know, putting yourself out there, those sorts of things. Cause you're like, oh yeah, whatever. I probably didn't deserve it anyway. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. 
as one tear goes down your cheek. But um, I definitely think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to as well. Yeah, I feel like that's something I need to work on. I feel like if you say something about yourself enough, like your brain hears it enough to where you kind of start believing it. Like if you are like, oh, I'm like, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. And then eventually, even if you don't believe it when you're saying it, you still hear yourself saying it over and over again. Mm -hmm. So it becomes more real. It just goes back to what you were saying about, you know, what you're putting out to the universe is going to find you. And yeah, that's true. Kind of magnetized towards you. Number 12 is I will, I'll try. So more, I think a, a better way of phrasing is I will, this kind of goes all the way to number one. The first one we did of I'll do it later, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'll try to be better. I'll try to accomplish that goal or whatever it may be. It's kind of flaky. Yeah. There's no try. Nope. There's only do. There's only do. <laughs> Imagine if this, you know, titan of the fashion industry, if Nike was like, just try it. <laughs> just try it. <laughs> that's funny and everyone's like okay i guess i'll try it i guess i'll just try it eh, okay i'm not very good i'll just quit <laughs> no it's just do it okay that's pretty funny two left <laughs> we'll see if we can try these last two here number know, maybe we could try i don't know <laughs> number 13 if it's not perfect it's not worth doing this one is not me i feel like my mindset is like, oh, it's good enough. <laughs> I'm definitely a perfectionist. And that's one of the reasons why I struggle getting stuff done or even more so starting stuff. I'm really bad at not starting something because I want to do it correctly. And I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to do it correctly. I keep giving all these boring or examples, but I've recently really started um focusing heavily on investing and you know setting up the future and i'm getting closer and closer to 30 so it's time there's it's looming it's it's looming and <laughs> with that i don't know everything and so i think well you know since i don't know everything perfectly and i can't teach a class on this I, I just don't even know where to start. So I probably just won't and I'll, I'll keep putting it off. Um, also, it's so, just like a terrifying thing. It is. But I think in general, a lot of times people, even if it's not a, this huge looming thing, they don't think they can do it well. So they just never do it. Yeah. Trying new hobbies or anything. Mm -hmm. Painting. like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like you get frustrated mm -hmm. and then just like quit. I feel like I get kind of frustrated with any like art thing. Mm -hmm. Learning a language. Yeah. You, you don't master it right away. So you get mad. Yeah. Like it's nicer to get kind of like an instant gratification for things. And if you don't, then it's like, eh, I'll mm -hmm. try something else. <laughs> yeah. And that goes with the last one. Number 14 people we've made it. I don't know how. And that's it. And then you just kind of move on. Yeah. That's what Google's for. Gotta, gotta and Google. YouTube. <laughs> I'll never forget going to like a college event and I didn't know how to tie a tie. 
and I opened up YouTube and I tied a tie. Oh, I learned story. it. So <laughs> there's a lot, yeah, there's lots of resources out there to do that kind of stuff. And a lot of it is just internal. You have to tell yourself, I'm not going to do it later. I'm not going to try it. I'm going to do it. And I want to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's, sometimes it's intimidating to even like look at the resources that you have when it just seems like daunting. Like mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, never, like, I don't think I can do that, mm-hmm. but there's so much out there. You can find like a mentor who's an expert in that topic or Google or YouTube it or just like practice it and notice yourself like getting better or like, I don't know, lots of things you could do, but I can definitely relate to that. I can relate to too many of those. Yeah. I feel like I related to like all of them except for one. So think about those 14 toxic thoughts. What did you score? The higher, the worse. Sorry. Um, I had to have been probably like 10 or 11. Way too many things. But I think the first step with all of this is acknowledging it. And kind of like what I was saying with the cloud analogy. You're going to have these thoughts. Acknowledging it is the first step. And just letting it pass is the second step. Give yourself grace with all of this. And know that some days are better than others. Some moments are better than others. And take it day by day. We're all, we don't know what we're doing. We're just figuring it out. (laughs) Well, you said you did the thing. Oh, I did.